I just sang We Can Be Heroes. Isn't it wasn't that recorded, beautiful though. enough? <laughs> All right, let's do this then. Ah! <laughs> I wish I could swim. Give me a moment's peace and take out that trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Welcome to an all-new episode of Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Joe, and me, Caleb, sit in our living rooms because theaters aren't a thing anymore and watch movies that are kind of new. Sometimes yeah, not. Yeah, this one came out on Christmas, so we're like almost topical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy 2021, by the way, Joe. It's been going great so far, man. <laughs> I mean, Robbie Rob had a new movie at the end of 2020, so pretty great. So, uh, let's. Uh, what's your relationship? <laughs> what's your relationship with Roddy Rod, Joe? I watched every single Spy Kids movie growing up and Shark Boy and Lava Girl, so I I love the man. I think the first movie I saw from him was Sin City. Very um, different from Shark Boy and yeah, Lava Girl. When I was in high school, and then like <laughs> jump straight to like. I don't know. From dusk till dawn. Or so something. when did you see Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Oh, I guess that was the first. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't even remember if I saw that or if I just remember seeing the trailer so many times that I tricked myself into thinking I saw it. Uh-huh. But we did have a uh, a Spy Kids marathon, watching all the canonical Spy Kids movies and Shark Boy and, and Shark Lava Boy and Lava Girl for some reason. Uh, because I, you know, it's it's basically a shark, or it's basically a Spy Kids movie, mm-hmm. and that was my exposure to that franchise. Really good uh, up until the end, yeah, and up until Shark Boy and Lava Girl. But um, and by by really good, I meant it was like pure hot trash. Yeah, 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 yeah. like wonderful, perfect, uh, perfect viewing experience for us. The only one that I could say gets close to being genuinely good is the second one. But this uh, that doesn't matter because while I do firmly believe that the Robbie Rod Cinematic Universe is going to come into <laughs> come into fruition. It's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today, Joe, is... We can be heroes just for one One day. Welcome to Heroic's headquarters. You will be staying in our underground stronghold. As the children of superheroes, you are all in danger. How are you making that? My mommy is lovable, but my dad is shark boy. That's really cool. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen... This is unbelievable. Our heroes have been captured by alien intruders. The heroics have fallen. We need to leave this room. The aliens will be coming for us next. The soft sequel to Shark Boy and Lava Girl, because they're in it. Yeah, yeah, a generational handoff. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the original actors is in it. Yeah. The characters are though. Do you think? Do you think Shark Boy would have gotten any lines of dialogue if Taylor Lautner had returned? Yeah, I think he would have actually, because <laughs> he never talks. That, not once. He's, he goes raw. He's part it. of the long list of characters in this movie who don't speak for most of it, or all of it, in his case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's this movie about? So there, we we're in like a hero verse, basically. They're superheroes. They all got kids, and all their kids are at school. But one day, aliens attack, and so the kids have to do the saving. The aliens get all the get all the very easily. All these heroes suck. Adults, fair enough. Like that's kind of all of Robbie Rod's kid movies. Mm-hmm. Kids have to do the adult thing. Now. Yeah, it's a trope that works well for him. I'd say very kid empowering. Like, yeah, it's one of those things where like, yeah, kids are cool. This is, they think outside the box. This is by far his largest in scale because it has like 18 bajillion characters. <laughs> so many. Uh, we're not even they, spend, they spend 10 minutes introducing like every single kid. Oh, yeah. And like 
it's one of those things where at first I'm like, well, you know, you could you could introduce them through like less expository means, but then I keep it keeps going, and I see how many of them there are, and I'm like, no, there is no way you could naturally write in all these characters and their powers. Nope. It's like if Sky High have like you know the first day when they're going through gym class. Mm-hmm. It's that except if that was the entire movie. <laughs> And he can do this and this. So we're not going to go through all of them because there are way too many. But And also, like, more than half of them are useless. Which ones stick out to you? Uh, Noodle, because he did so much. Yeah, Stretchy Powers really goes to show why Plastic Man is the most dangerous person in the DC universe. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, adult. Because Pedro Pascal. Yeah. He's so I I loved seeing him in this in the, like, in the role that was definitely meant for an Antonio Banderas, but they couldn't get him. No, they just wouldn't have mattered. I think I think it's just that Antonio Banderas and Pedro Pascal are both incredibly sexy men. So of course they we, we get the mix. <laughs> they're up. they're interchangeable. You could we could what you didn't know was Pedro Pascal was actually the dad in the second Spy Kids movie. <laughs> well, also they couldn't have had. Antonio Banderas. Oh, because the cinematic universe. Because the cinematic universe, which is going to come in with We Can Be Heroes 2. We Can Be Heroes again. So there's Guppy. She's the child of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Mm -hmm. She suffers from intense power creep. Because at first she can just control water. And then she has shark strength. Yes. Then she can go into a shark frenzy. Yes. Then she can control any liquid. Any liquid. Also, she has the unfortunateness. She's this powerful and she is the youngest kid, meaning she's the worst actor. I I didn't mind that after a while. I kind of was like, I'm down for it. I wish they'd given her less dialogue just so she could like do more like, what is this happening? Faces to camera. Um, no, we have we have we have a face changer for that to make to make the faces at the camera. His power is he can put Snapchat filters on his face. He has the Alita battle angel eyes. Oh god, it's terrifying. The only other adult superhero that sticks out to me is uh, Han. Yeah, Han from <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Let me look up his actor's name. I don't know because I've only I'm sure I've seen him in other things besides Fast and Furious. Sun King, who I think I think he is he's giving he's trying way too hard. Yeah, for <laughs> for what this movie is. I think everybody else got what the movie was, but he was just like, God, God, I my my integrity as an actor. He was just going for it, which you know what? Fair enough. Also, the uh the Pierce from Logan is playing oh, Homelander. Miracle guy. This. Yeah. Yeah. It's straight up Homelander with like less, you know, it's, R rating. And to say that, Homelander is just Superman. But for some reason this blonde Aryan man. Well, egomaniac is more what I was getting at. Because yeah, yeah. this guy's like, I must be on camera. And then, of course, uh, there is the head of the hero uh, organization who you quickly find out is working with the aliens along no, with no, no, the no. Pedro president Pascal's of the United the head. States. Well, whatever the woman. She's like her job. principal or something. I don't know. No, I think she's logistics and it doesn't matter. The deep lore of this movie doesn't matter. <laughs> Excuse me. You were explaining the deep lore of the Robbie Rod extended universe this entire time. That is the most fun part I had about this was trying to connect machete kills to <laughs> Alita Battle Angel to shorts, which I've never seen. So that made it very difficult. <laughs> and then putting Sin City in the middle of all of it. Perhaps the hardest task of all. Well, that's the sad part is that since, and same with Alita Battle Angel, but since Alita Battle Angel is in the far future of the Robbie Rod Cinematic Universe, it doesn't matter. It won't ever cross over. But like, he doesn't own the rights to Sin City. So what's, how does it line up? It must be that Sin City is a comic within the Robbie Rod Cinematic Universe. I was more thinking Sin City is like the opposite universe where there's no color. 
And this universe has all the color and too much color. Yeah, let's talk about the production design. Uh, obviously, it's mostly green screen because it's a Robbie Rod movie. Yeah, I mean, it was clearly filmed in his garage like Which all of his great. movies. <laughs> I love it. I am here for it. But maybe maybe he has a little bit too much of a conflicting color scheme. No, no, maybe. He, he does. He does. Well, he keeps it consistent early on. It's just all orange. <laughs> And then it's orange on top of purple and blue and green and colors that don't work with orange. Every color. (laughs) They're literally running down halls with like slow pulsing uh, lights. Yeah, pulsing lights that go through each color. (laughs) But everything's still orange beneath it all. Uh, And each kid like has like there's no like unifying color scheme to their clothes. No, they all have just have random shirts from Walmart. Uh, See, you said that. I think this is more like Old Navy looking. It's like a little bit nicer mm, than Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is Walmart like, would be a little more like edgy kid shirt. Like I'm yeah. not listening to you or well, something like that. And it would be all like IPs that yeah. obviously Robbie Rod can't afford. Uh, but just the ensemble, like of all the kids' outfits. Please don't call this an ensemble. <laughs> oh, you mean oh the outfits, not the cast. <laughs> I mean, it is technically, technically. an ensemble. <laughs> ensemble doesn't mean good, Joe. <laughs> anyway no just how well all of the kids are dressed it looks like a wonderful old navy commercial <laughs> what if it got to the end and like it's going through the credits and like we think old navy proudly for <laughs> proudly sponsoring this movie so we've, we've the, not talked about the movie at all yes we have we talked about their clothes and the color I mean, what do you want we we described the plot kids running around with superpowers i guess you're right turns out all the adults are are actually aliens but oh no double twist turns out the aliens are good they're benevolent aliens who want to who, who want to make sure earth is like top of the charts like yeah. earth will be the saving people yeah everywhere well, else in the universe they're, they're not gonna cut it one of the kids turns out to be an alien but that's cool because the aliens on the alien world the kids are in charge it's the ultimate robbie rod universe that kid also by the way uh, Oya was her name. She, mm-hmm. Huge head. Just gigantic <laughs> head. Thought she was going to fall over each time. I think I looked it up and I think like the, one of the actors, and I think it was her, was on a show called Bobbleheads. And it makes no. sense. <laughs> I need to double check. I don't mean to bully Before this kid. Before you insult this kid. I mean, she's a fine actor. I mean, yeah, she didn't have to talk for the majority of the movie. Yeah, now Bobbleheads was an animated show. <laughs> okay. However, I have to assume they based the character design on. <laughs> no, it's just one of those things where the kid hasn't quite their body hasn't quite. Yeah, grown. they haven't grown into yeah. their body. Um, also, one of the girls in this is in Captain Marvel. I'd say this is the best superhero movie she's in. <laughs> That's saying something, man. I mean, that, not, haven't seen Captain Marvel. This is not good. <laughs> Well, okay, that's a great little little thing to put it here. You like the Spy Kids movies. Yeah, I do. You don't like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Okay, so I loved it growing up. Yeah, yeah. But then going back to it, like, oh, it didn't hold up at all. But Spy Kids surprisingly did. So Spy Kids one and t- one and three are on par with this movie. Uh Shark you would Boy say and that? Lava Girl and four are worse. Spy Kids two is better. One and three though. Perfectly on par with this. I movie. think one is still slightly above three just because of the ridiculousness three kind of gets to. I, I'd say that there are just some standalone factors that make it stand out, maybe like Tony Shalhoub and Alan Cumming are in it. They're just two fun actors, right? And then the Thumb Thumbs are Thumb Thumbs are great. I love Thumb Thumbs. <laughs> yeah. Thumb Thumbs are very memorable. But like, you know, those are small, kind of more aesthetic things mm-hmm. where this is just. You know, quality of story, quality of jokes, quality of everything. 
I don't want to like rank it to Spy Kids 4 because that is like trashed here. Spy Kids 4 was like... Spy Kids 4 has no personality. Well, it also is like the lowest common denominator jokes where it's like farts. That's funny. And this movie didn't have like quite the bad jokes like that did, but it was also kind of at the point where I felt felt like, yeah, this is meant for kids, but it's kind of treating the kids like idiots at the same time. I'd argue that's all the Spy Kids movies. Okay. I'd argue probably the most dignified kids movie that Robbie Rod has made was Shark Boy and Lava Girl because it was written by a child. It's just that one sucks, but it treats its kids with like the, I'd say like the most autonomy and like internal motivation. In this one? No, in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, okay. Because this, I just, I think they have so many characters. Like no one has a personality in this movie. Everybody's just parents are captured. Gotta go do it. Oh, I'm doubting myself. Every, every single one of them. I'm doubting myself for a second. Oh, we're God. We're good now. No one has a personality no 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 face changer is a gambling addict <laughs> that's not a personality <laughs> that's an addiction <laughs> they're not the same thing <laughs> like say what you want about all these other movies or whatever they they had time to be like okay these are these characters like fears and like strengths smaller, and whatnot smaller cast yeah i think you're overestimating those other movies though i'm, I'm even saying with spike it's four i don't remember anything of it but i know they at least like went into the character traits and whatnot just went back and tried to remember anything from Spy Kids 4. I just remember I just the dog void. I just, I just remember Ricky Gervais dog farting. I just remember what the, what's the boy? What's his name? Junie. Junie. I just remember what he looks like as a grown up <laughs> and that's it. And I'll be honest, I don't even know if that's from seeing him in that movie or if it's just like we passed on the street one day. <laughs> This is fine. If I had a kid and I had to watch this more than once, I'd be fine with that. Really? Yeah. I can have fun with this. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. But so is, like, that's what I like about Robbie Rod movies. They're stupid. Either they're stupid and incredibly violent, or they're stupid and they have a bunch of kids running around. I'd say most of the time they have kids running around. I think a majority of his movies at this point are kid-focused. Yeah, which is probably good. His kid movies are more enjoyable than yeah. his edgy movies. That's what Alita Battle Angel needed more. It needed like seven kid characters, all with superpowers that they won't use. <laughs> we would begin on Alita Battle Angel 2 if that was the case. Oh, don't crush my hopes and dreams like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm also always just here for a fun time with Robbie Rod when he's making everything by himself. Like he clearly is. Here. Oh, clearly. There was clearly no external input on this. I what? don't know. I like, because clearly this isn't a cash grab. What adult cares about Shark Boy and Lava Girl enough to where, I mean, we did clearly, but that's more of our obsession with Robbie Rod. This isn't like, this is one of the things where it's like, adults will recognize these characters because they, this was 15 years ago when this movie came out. So these people have kids. I don't think and they'll show their children it. I don't think that's the case. I think, I think it's just Robbie Rod had an idea for a movie and then he was like, Oh, I could put shark boy and love girl on this. And maybe that'll be an easier sell to like whatever, uh, distribution studio. I Netflix about this. Yeah. In this case, Netflix, but I don't think Netflix came to Robbie Rod. I think Robbie <laughs> Rod came to Netflix. <laughs> so there's going to be a sequel now yeah already depending on when it comes out we might have to review it for the pod honestly with like it could come out like within like nine months i bet well no because covid regulations because this cast it's impossible to keep them all six feet apart because there are 17 billion people (laughs) there's no way that filming this can't be a super spreader event no but yeah it would oh and it's a sequel so there's 17 billion people times two yeah 
I have to add some characters. Yeah. If we weren't doing it for the podcast, how much would I have to talk you in to watch so it? much, so much. If we weren't doing this for the podcast, I would have turned it off as soon as I saw Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So I need to keep probably like my, my tipping point enough. would have been when we got to Abuelita's house when they crashed. I'm like, oh, they're gonna it's gonna be the grandma, and it was. I mean, we were predicting everything in this movie. Yeah. We were like the little kid with their iPad drawing. You got the twist before I did. I didn't get the twist. Yeah, it's. I mean, like you said earlier, there are no bad guys in the Robbie Rod kids universe. Yeah, they all they're all good at the end of it. He excises them all to all to the machete unit. Unless side it's of Mr. The, Electric. True. In that case, he blows up. All right, Joe. Uh, so let's rank this, and then I have a rant. Ah, uh, bad, bad. No redeeming things about it. Not even that our boy Pedro got a paycheck. I mean, yeah, good for him for getting a paycheck. Could you say that his role think- was good, but it could be better? <laughs> no, because you don't know what his powers are. And yeah, it definitely could be better. Because no, they- no, his powers are is that he's the only person in the universe who understands what katanas are. He had two movies come out on the same day. Mm-hmm. Both superhero movies. Both superhero movies. And he's the best part about both of them. Yeah. <laughs> on screen for a much less time in this movie, unfortunately. Oh, that's because he had to go and... Talk to Ronald Reagan. Well, you couldn't talk to fake Trump in this. They have a president. It's it's whatever I am alien is. No, he was supposed to be fake forward. Trump. Did you not catch that? No. Yeah. Okay. They have like a little line about it. And at first I thought that was Trump. But then I think that was setting it up to be him being an alien. alien? Because oh. he's a good guy at the end. I don't think Robbie Rod That's very that. true. That's very true. I'm basing my opinions on what Robbie Rod's political opinions on solely on Machete. <laughs> But I feel like he wouldn't like Trump. That's that's probably fair. Okay, your rant. Oh, wait, no, you have to rate uh, it. Yeah, it's hot trash. Okay. Uh, wow. Like, like almost all his movies are. Um, and I love him for it. And that brings me perfectly into this little rant I have. He's the perfect director for Hot Trash Unlimited. Because, think about it. What are the two types of movies we do on this podcast most often? Boring or hot trash? No, no. Kids movies or horror movies. Oh, okay. Kids okay. movies are extremely, like, if you take out the horror element, he does extremely violent movies. Uh-huh. Or he does kids movies. He's, if you take out the horror element, that horror doesn't have to be violent. He is self-aware. Extremely. Extremely self-aware, which is the best trait for a hot trash movie. And he has a pretty good batting average for hot trash movies. Mm-hmm. I, he is anyway uh he's the perfect person i want him to I would argue the, the spy kids movies rival to be good yeah cool i don't <laughs> sorry i don't mean to be dismissive my word is law like all right <laughs> do you want to do you want to justify that like not saying you need to it's just i'm not gonna back you up on that one so do you want to back yeah i up? just argue that they're like they they're good kids movies the fact, like the fact that we enjoyed them from a like yes, from an ironic point of view, but like we definitely enjoyed them. And I would say Shark Boy and Lava Girl is bad, but it's also hot trash. I mean, I guess this gets to a central point in our question, which is another reason why Robbie Rod is the perfect director. He brings up he brings up the central thesis of the show: what is hot trash? Why aren't hot trash movies just good? Because I think I think trash is in the word. Like there has to be a level of trashiness to it. And trash is usually something that gets trash is something that gets thrown to be disposed of, i.e. defective, i.e. bad. All the effects in Robbie Rogers. No, I, I this actually you have just sparked on me is like have we, we can been, be heroes is existential. <laughs> have we been too dismissive of hot trash movies? No, I don't think. What wait, dismissive? 
Yeah, of of the actual movies that we have said that we have rated as hot trash. Like I think some are undeniably just not good, like Charlie's Angels. But things like villains like turned us around on that, right? Like yeah. The more and more I think about cats, the more and more I think it might be good. Actually, no, it's not. (laughs) That's also because I haven't rewatched it since we rewatched it that one time. But and then Satanic Panic. Satanic Panic is a good movie. Yeah, I, I, some of the hot trash elements. I mean, yeah, they are good. But like that, it, there's a reason we're holding like our rating so high. We don't give out hot trash all that often. No, no, I think it's a specific experience. But I think I think there are more complexities in the hot trash label than we have fully tapped into. Like I will say, this movie was kind of a hot trash experience, where my mind's like melting the entire time. But I wasn't like melting for happy reasons. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Cool. We've unlocked one more piece of the puzzle, and hopefully, hopefully next week. Or whenever we film next, whenever there's a movie worth doing. Actually, we you have a list. We do have a movie because uh, the person who did our logo, my friend Joey, requested a movie. So we'll be doing that, another Netflix movie. Uh, but on that episode, we'll dig even deeper into the roots of what is and what is not hot trash. Or we'll forget. Yeah, most likely that. 